now, it's Thursday Finance with Stephen Pritchard, Certified Practicing Accountant and Financial Advisor. Hello, hello. Look who I found. Stephen Pritchard, wonderful to have you back in 2020. We will catch up with Henry Jennings, Senior Market Commentator at Markets. Uh, Marcus today. But before that, Stephen, we're talking currency and commodities. Uh, we're talking currencies, commodities, and there's lots of red ink around everything today except for the gold price. What's going on there? Well, gold's traditionally seen as a safe, a, a store of value in uncertain times. So I think... Um, that's why we hold on to our jewellery. That's why we hold on to I didn't actually mean that, but uh, <laughs> gold bullion. Um, so the gold price was up uh, $56.57 an ounce um, from last week to $2,331 an ounce. Um, the uh, Oil price was down three dollars twenty a barrel to eighty eight dollars and twenty six, and the Australian dollar has fallen all over the place. Um, against the US dollar, we were down one point three percent to sixty seven point five three cents. Uh, against the Great British Pound, we're down to fifty one point eight seven pence, and against the Euro, we're down to sixty one point three four euro cents. So it's all more expensive to go overseas. But I don't think I'd be keen to go overseas at the moment anyhow. And obviously with the coronavirus, that is impacting yes, on yes. everything. It's impacting. I mean, yeah, the, the thought of it. The, the, one of the reasons the market was down too, as Henry will talk about this later, is, is there's fears that the coronavirus is going to get worse and mm. will affect Australian exports and, um, and Australian companies that will make less money. It's already hit the Hunter Valley, apparently. It's very it? down at the moment because they don't have the tourists that are normally coming through. Oh, okay. Mm. Yep. Ah, that's interesting. Um, um, anyhow, the oil ordinary was down uh, 65.1 in the week to 7,133. The S&P 500 was down 52.1 to um, 3,273. And the UK FTSE index was down uh, 24.1 to 7,483. Um, um, stocks that local investors tend to hold is BHP was down $1.78 to $39.30. Uh, CBA was up 36 cents, surprisingly, to $84.88. NIB was down uh, 4 cents to $5.42. Now, over the break, NIB announced that their profit was going to be down because uh, falling uh, private health insurance and increased cost of claims. Um, so that's probably why the stock's dropped almost a dollar since just before Christmas. Um, and Telstra was up, I was sorry, was down six cents to $3.84. So overall, we're, we're down in the markets. Uh, the fuel price, um, the unloaded fuel price in Newcastle was um, $1.54 a litre, which is up 13.2 cents a litre. That seems to be- yeah, uh, I saw uh, that and noticed that when filling yeah, up. Thought, yeah, I hadn't getting this week, luckily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Sydney is a dollar forty-seven point one, which was down fourteen cents. So. Um, well, there's a seven cents a litre difference there, and the diesel price in Newcastle is dollar forty-seven point six, and in Sydney a dollar fifty-one point five. So there you go. The fuel price has really skyrocketed. You noticed? I certainly did. I, I thought, won't. oh, I won't. I won't fill up here. Went to the next one. Same price. Went to the next uh, one. I think so I spent more driving around trying to find yeah, a better what, bargain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what people do. Uh, I might have to wait till next week. So I don't think I need you this week. It might be cheaper next week. We'll start walking, Stephen. We'll, we'll get rid of those extra kegs. It's probably the end of school about. holidays. Hi, Hen, how are you? You escaped from the bushfire, I heard. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. to everybody. The start of a new new year for a lot of people coming back after Australia Day. Yes, the bushfires um, were um, all lots of fun, I have to say. Yes. Terrible situation for a lot of people. Awful. 
and now we've we've stumbled into this virus that's spread across from China. Yeah, it's it's truly biblical at the moment, isn't it? We've yes. had uh, we've had hail, we've had floods in places, um, we've had drought, we've had fire, and now we've got plague. But not uh, all in the same place, though. Not all in the same we've place. Shared but love. Coronavirus yes. could be coming to a town near you unless they um, unless they really put a a handbrake on it um, and contain it. So, yeah, certainly a, a, a risk out there that we didn't really foresee, I have to say. It's one of those, um, they call them black swan events. Yes. So um, it's those things that you don't really see coming and that are quite rare. Um, so, yes, this, this definitely is one of those. Be alert, not alarmed. Be alert, not alarmed. Certainly at the moment, I, I'm, I'm, I, I must admit, it's kind of passing me by, but um, I'm sure it's... Um, of serious concern to uh, some. Yeah, so the markets fell a bit and then we've recovered, so... Yeah, well, we've, we've had we've had a pretty good time while you've been uh, sunning yourself, Stephen. The markets mm. hit, hit record highs, um, breaking through to new territory, 7,100 and beyond, um, to infinity and beyond, as Buzz would say. Um, but we have come off the top a little bit in recent days, a combination of some profit warnings from a few companies... Uh, and uh, a few nerves about reporting season, which kicks off, I guess, uh, next next week, really, February. Um, and, of course, uh, the Dow's had a little bit of a shaky night from time to time on the back of the coronavirus and various other things. So, And we are off, but we're not, we're, we're not despondent. We're still above 7,000, 7,021 on the ASX 200. So that kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, 7,000? Yes, it, yes. It's, it's been a... <laughs> It's been a long time coming, Stephen, I have to say. 2008 or something, wasn't it? Uh, Kev 07, November 07. Oh, um, was, uh, was the, the previous high in the market, and uh, we, we've we sort of got through it in 2020. So um, mm. it's, it's been a, a pretty good performance, pretty good way to start the year, that's for sure. And not at Treasury Wines, though? No, unfortunately, Treasury Wines, not a good start to the year, and um, they dragged out a whole heap of... Um, reasons for the uh, the big fall of stock dropped i think it was around 25 percent yesterday mm-hmm. um, and it joined what we call the um, the downgrade club um, and it is an ever-expanding club membership isn't particularly um, hard to achieve it all you need is um all you need is disappointment on your side and uh, you can uh, you can join the downgrade club and treasury wine estates well and truly uh, became a gold member yesterday um, they revealed that they are having some issues in the U.S. Apparently, there's a lot of um, a lot of cheap wine over there that's being rebranded as private label stuff, mm-hmm. and it's affecting their margins over there. And Treasury, um, I've had their issues in the U.S. before, I have mm-hmm. to say, and uh, their CEO, who's leaving um, very shortly, um, he's finally throwing in the corkscrew. Um, is um, did actually relocate to the U.S. to um, to oversee that very important part of their operation. It's not all just about China and, um, and flogging uh, Penfold's uh, Grange into uh, Asian markets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more uh, prosaic stuff that they have to do in terms of flogging uh, their brands into the U.S. So not a good result for Treasury. Stock is bouncing a bit today, but I've got to say it's a little bit unconvincing and uh, certainly the market really doesn't like um, problems in the U.S. Then they've got the, the fire issues as well, which are a bit unquantified. Um, in terms of smoke blight, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, which could affect um, some of the... It affects um, the grapes, yeah. Yeah, affects the grapes. They're, they're saying that's not such a big problem because they, they have a sort of a multi-regional strategy to uh, to source their products. But, um, yeah, it's just a no 
disappointment, I guess, for tre- the Treasury Wine State owners. And then another beach oil, beach, uh, beach energy. Sorry, um, it, its profit, oh, its production fell, and this stock promptly fell. Yeah, I mean, I, I, some of what's going on in some of these oil stocks is not actually specific, maybe just to those stocks. Um, the oil price has um, come off considerably um, since this coronavirus has broken out. So. Some of the fall may be uh, attributed to the falling oil price as opposed to just production report, but it is um, production report time at the moment. So, yeah, again, if you if you join that um, downgrade club, the membership, which requires disappointment, uh, Beach certainly seem to have joined that club, but some of that may be because we've seen uh, the oil price in West Texas come off from, you know, 59 bucks to, to 53 bucks as we've seen um, some supply issues and global growth fears on the back of this um, this disease that's broken out. So may not all be Beach's fault. Ah. And Melco uh, seems to run in further problems with their, with their attempted acquisition of Crown, with now uh, Japan supposedly investigating them for bribery. Yeah, no, I mean, this isn't a good look, is it? And, no. uh, there's, a, there's a nasty smell starting to, to come from this, and you can, you can certainly see why Mr Packer was quite keen to... Uh, to get uh, distance himself for this because it is um, it is not good and of course it, again it's another stock that's been hit by um, by fears on um, mm-hmm. you know the, the whales from China won't be travelling stocks trading on its lows they've done some management um, reshuffling of the deck chairs but it's just it's not a good look at the moment I think that the first round of uh, the uh, in- inquiry has finished mm-hmm. um, and we're due to crank up again in February so um, there's certainly a lot more to come with this one, and it, and it can't be good for the company long term. Yes, isn't Helen Coonan the chairman there now? I think so, yeah. Yes, yes. So they yeah. gambled and lost at this point. Yeah, basically. Well, they, they, the yeah, house they, always wins. They, they threw the dice and came up with snake's eyes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's I right. think that's, that's what. Yeah. And uh, Westpac's bringing back someone from the past to act as chairman. Yeah, yeah, he is. John McFarland, who yes. um, is a, uh, a bit of a um, guitarist. Yes. Um, he's uh, he's been in the UK for a while. He used to work for ANZ. He's quite a well-respected uh, banker, if there is such a thing these days. Um, and he's been brought back from retirement. I guess it's a bit like um, the mafia, and then just when you thought you were out, they drag you back mm-hmm. in. And um, he's been dragged back in to sort out Westpac. Interestingly, I was going through the numbers today, Stephen, because it's about a year on since the. Uh, the findings of the Hain Royal yep. Commission. And Commonwealth Bank, amazingly, are up 18% mm-hmm. since the uh, Royal Commission was announced, uh, that the findings were finalised. Um, Westpac has gone pretty much nowhere. Uh, ANZ's pretty much gone nowhere. And NABS, I think, is up around 5 or 6%. So um, it's, it's been quite a year for, for Commonwealth Bank, which has just streaked ahead of its rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and John McFarland has a pretty big task in front of him at Westpac. Of course, they don't even have a new CEO yet, and they've yet to be um, um, smacked over the wrist. I wouldn't say it's going to be a slap. It is definitely going to be a smack uh, with um, the Oztrack investigation uh, fine, which uh, hopefully they will come up with some agreement on, on the statement of facts, as they call it, and they will um, end up paying um, a fine the market's kind of comfy, if comfy's the right word, with around a billion. Um, it's Commonwealth Bank got hit with 770 million, um, so they think it's going to be bigger than that because it's worse. Um, but 
anything more than that would uh, be a major uh, negative for um, for the company, that's okay. for sure. And just to finish off, Beacon, Beacon Lighting's also had a profit downgrade. Yeah, join the, wick jo- join wick the downgrade club. Disruption uh, from bushfires and subdued consumer finance. You, you'd think that, um, I guess, you know, we've, we've got a bit of a housing boom going on at the moment in terms of prices, but maybe not activity. Mm. Um, although you would imagine there's, with the prices that there are, there's a lot of listings coming down the track. Um, I know our next-door neighbours are putting their house on the market. They can't mm. resist. Uh, the money uh, that uh, is being paid for in, in our street, and I have to say, I'm looking at it thinking, ooh, maybe. Um, but it doesn't seem to be translating into people buying new lights. Um, or fans. I think I would have thought fans. people were buying fans. Maybe they're going straight for aircon. You think maybe, maybe they're, they're going straight to aircon, maybe because, uh, because of all the smoke as well. Um, yeah. that, that's really uh, dragged people into buying aircon uh, rather than just fans. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's all that, um, you know, sometimes these housing booms take a little while to feed through to uh, the companies that supply the stuff that makes your house look better. Certainly when, when you walk around Bunnings, there's certainly plenty of people still in Bunnings, and, yeah. and that seems to be going pretty well. Bunnings needs some air conditioning, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs something, I reckon. <laughs> I still find it quite a miserable experience trying to find any staff members. They scatter like cockroaches, isn't it? You look as if you're asking a question. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll talk to you again next week, Henry. Thanks, Stephen. Great Thanks, to be back. Bye. Thanks, Henry. That Bye. was Henry Jennings there, Senior Market Commentator at Marcus Today. We're going to have a quick break. We'll look at the weather next. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about New Year's resolutions. And it's a great time to really set yourself up financially, isn't it, Stephen, and make some goals. Now, Stephen, this is a little uh, depressing, I've got to say. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. And the stats say that of 50% of people who actually make a New Year's resolution, 90% of these people give up on them uh, i think that's 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 probably right but i think you need to have a look about what the resolutions are and, and you know a lot of them are just you know you, you know i will save some money but or, or, or i will spend less but people don't quantify it and and you know yeah. the first thing to actually get anything done is uh, you need to you need to be um specific or, or you need to be smart so emily's written me a note here you need to be smart <laughs> um, so what she said that means is specific measurable, achievable, realistic and time-bound. So basically what that means, you need to have a specific goal. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to save some money, um, I want to save $1,000 by the end of the yes. year. So once you do that, you've got your specific goal, your $1,000. It's, uh, it's measurable because you know it's you can see it grow over the month it's achievable Mm. um so how can we achieve that well as as we get back to jane and i've spoken about our cappuccino rule if you want a thousand dollars by the end of the year um put aside one cappuccino a day or the price of one cappuccino a day which will give you about the twenty dollars a week which will get you the thousand dollars a year so we've got your thousand dollars is you've got a specific goal it's measurable it's achievable by by most people can afford a the price of a cappuccino a day um it's realistic and it's time bound which is the end of the year so you need to have your, your goals like that that are that are that are a measurable and achievable. Yeah, measurable is the key, isn't it? You need to be able to see that you're doing it. See that you're doing it, yes. And that comes to the next thing, um, prepare a budget. Once oh, again, yeah, 
this word frightens me. Do you need you need a spreadsheet for that though, don't you? Well, there's different ways of doing it. I mean, you, we were talking about you, 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 you said earlier you can do a budget. I mean, you can just do a broad budget. I mean, you, you know, you, you know what your basic expenses are. You need to put some of your, your council rates. Your, you know, Newcastle council rates are particularly. Bit <laughs> <laughs> of a dig there. Oh, they're fifty percent higher than Lake Macquarie. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't know. Uh, I'm in Lake Macquarie. I'm living the dream. Yeah, I know. 50% <laughs> less. Um, anyhow, council rates, your water rates, your insurance, um, and if you own a home, your mortgage. Take yeah. a, take all those big things out. Um, pay yourself first, which is further down this, but that means to put some savings away, and then whatever else you've got to spend. So you don't really have to go down to the... So you can just say play money. Like, yes. You know, and that's your yeah, coffees or yeah, your girls' right. night yeah, out, movies. Right, yeah. okay. So you don't need to go down to the nth degree. Phew. But you should have some... some and, and what you said to me, you, whether you whether you realise that you're you're the way you explain what you're doing, you're subconsciously doing that anyhow. You're just not sitting down and doing this spreadsheet that you hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and one of the things we spoke about earlier in the break is you know, oh, everyone's broke after Christmas. But yeah. but coming back to the first goal, I mean, how much did it cost you? How much do you need to have a really great Christmas? And it comes back to um, you need to put some money aside to that. So you don't get this credit card hangover at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Where you know, it comes the end of January and the, the, the credit card bills roll up. Exactly, because it is expensive. I reckon for a family of four, you're looking at at least fifteen hundred. Just yeah, 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 to, and that, that's very that. conservative. I I think that includes the the the, the presents, yeah. the you know the the mm. whole the meals, mm. the food, the the work. So interesting. I was just digressing here on the meals. I, I read an article over the break where there's some woman in the UK caters for the whole family. It all got too expensive, so she charges them sixty five dollars a year. <laughs> Well, Mum, you're going to make a killing. We've got 54 adults this year. I I sat down and thought, it's probably not that... It's probably not that far from... If you take into account the wine and the... yeah. Particularly those families where you rotate Christmases, uh, you know, uh, it just helps uh, out, and, I guess. Particularly if you have the more expensive stuff at Christmas, which lots of people do. Oh, uh, of course. I was making those margaritas despite the uh, yeah, price well, of limes. Well, yeah, that's right. well they are a dollar each. Anyhow, back where we were... Um, um, uh, put money aside for Christmas. The easiest way, a number of financial institutions have a, a, a Christmas club account. You put the money in there and they send you a check-in um, um, you know, November, December. So you recommend those, Stephen, yeah. rather than just putting it into your own savings? Ah, uh, well, it's uh, more. It makes you more disciplined. If you've got, yeah. if you, if you, you haven't got the ability. If you, if, if you're one of these people, I mean, I've got this view that money's too accessible now. Oh, you know, totally. This, this is the problem. If you, in the old days, you used to put the money in your bank account, and if you wanted to take money out the bank account, you used to have to go down to the bank with your passport and take them take the money out and even when yep. it was just the atms it wasn't too bad because you used to have to go to the atm you could see you could physically yeah. see it and now most of our retail clients that you know you have a look at their takings now 70 percent of the takings is now coming in from fboss and and I, I think you need you want to save and you're not so strong-willed you need to make the money a bit less accessible and a christmas club's a great way because you can put the money in you don't get it out till december Yep. Um, and then, once again, you want your $1,500, get back to the cappuccino. That's uh, well, that's, pro- that's probably seven cappuccinos a week. You have to deposit one for each day instead of one for each week. And you'll have your $1,500 at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. 
And but I'll be cranky for the entire year if I'm getting rid of the coffee. No, I didn't say to get rid of coffee. You won't even, <laughs> what I'm saying is you won't even notice that amount of money. Yeah, that's right. You won't right. even notice. It's doable. That's right. If you're having three a day, cut down to two and you still won't be cranky and, and, and you won't even notice. Good, really good advice there, Stephen. When we come back, I guess we'll look at the um, the credit cards a little bit more. And, and a lot of people do have big debts on the credit card, and that's where we get stung. So, yep. one of the big things about credit cards is you you need to, if you're going to use your credit card, you need to, if possible, pay it off at the end of the month. Um, bear in mind, a lot of credit cards are still charging twenty percent plus interest, and the financial institutions, of course, they're the, the financial institutions are, are there to make money, yep. and you know. If you don't pay off the credit card, they love you because you're getting a very good return on that. So you need to look at paying off your credit card debt, keeping your credit card debt as low as possible. And one of, one of the things you need to be careful of is there's a lot of financial institutions offer these. Um, because they want the business, they offer these transfers to their credit cards for, for interest-free transfers. So they're quite good if you take advantage of them. But where people make the mistake is they transfer, so they owe ten thousand dollars on their credit card they transfer it across to the interest-free one mm-hmm. and, and then they they run up another ten thousand dollars on the existing oh, one so then they've got twenty thousand plus interest twenty thousand <laughs> so so what you want to be careful of is if you're going to take up an option to transfer your credit card debt to a new interest-free one at another financial institution cancel the old one yeah. otherwise you're going to end up in a worse position than you are now that's a good um, point and you need to think about um, most of the banks now or, or even uh, even um if they don't offer it but the electronic banking will allow you to 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 pay off your credit card um if it doesn't got an automatic facility just set up a payment a payment thing out of when you get paid to pay off your credit card yeah credit card's the first thing you need to get rid of and it's the first thing you need to try and keep under control um and um and look around for, um, if you do need to use a credit card, look around for cheaper ones that have got the benefits that you, you want. And, and a lot of the older ones have got, um, still got the, you know, the high rates and... There's a bit of option out there now. There's a bit so of option, yeah. Some of the smaller institutions um, generally have lower rates than the, the, the big four banks. So, this... So. This is one that's easy to overlook, Stephen, because we think, oh, that's a later problem, but it's not. Um, managing your superannuation. Yeah, we've spoken about this before when we get Ian Moranti on. Now, lots of people have, have, not so much now, but because the tax office has gone through a process of consolidating um, um, superannuation accounts. But um, you've still got the issue that if you've, you've got accounts in, in multiple variations of your name... They wouldn't have been consolidated. So people, especially um, people who've changed jobs over the years, um, you know, they, 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 the, the name's slightly different spell. Yes. Um, you leave out your middle name um, and those accounts haven't been consolidated and they've basically been paid across to the ATO if it's less than $6,000. So you need to, need to, first stage is need to track down all your super benefits and consolidate them into into one account. Now, the tax office, I think, is now sitting on about $18 billion <laughs> of, of uh, unclaimed super money. Now, that belongs to... It's heartbreaking. ...people... Who could use it, no doubt. Well, who, who, who could use it or could... And I think they pay... Um, 
adjust it for inflation or something. So it's, it's you know, you're talking about a 1% return and, and, you know, you're better off transferring that out, putting it all in your super fund, tracking it down. Now, there is, a, there is an online um, facility um, with the ATO. You can try and track that. But once again, it depends on the perfect name match. So there's also a paper form you can sign and send in as well. So I, if you're not sure, I'd be filling in the paper form and... And, and sending that in as well. All right. Stephen, look, we've got a few minutes left, so how about we talk about some examples of financial New Year's resolutions? Okay. Well, the, the most important one is, um, is uh, the easiest one is um, to pay yourselves first. And what, what that means, if you, if you want to save some money, um, you need to decide how much you want to save, set this goal, and take it out before you spend all your money. So when we're paying ourselves first, that, that is our money to spend and not go over no, for the next two weeks the, or no, whatever. No, that's the money to save. Oh, oh okay. sorry, sorry. That's so the money you're paying so into if your want, if we want our, if we want our um, you want to save for a housing sure. uh, a home deposit um, and you've got this time frame that you want, you work out how much you want, divide the time frame up and take that money out before you spend it on any anything That's else. where I'm going wrong. I thought paying yourself was, oh, let's go shopping. Uh, yes, well, <laughs> well, what most people do is exactly what you're saying, is, is they get the money in, they spend what they want to spend and then they whatever's left they save. Yeah. Now what you need to do is 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 take the savings out first and then spend what you've got left. Now a good place to start is is about ten percent. So if you take out ten percent of, of your earnings, stick it in a, a separate account, um, um, one of those high interest uh, savings accounts that are around. Um, there's a number of institutions of those. Uh, stick it into there and um, just spend what you've got less. Now, most people um, who, who are earning kind of a reasonable wage won't, won't even notice the, the, the um, 10% taken out. Okay. They will for the first couple of weeks probably, yeah. but after that they won't even notice. So it's pretty quick to adjust to the, the new lifestyle where you have to let go of, you know, the sushi on a Friday or whatever it might be. Oh, there's lots There's lots of things that people buy that they don't really need. I mean, you know, they, they're walking, they, they go into the shop and they see a new pair of shoes and... Oh, yeah. Two for the price of one. Two for the price. Well. Two. There's two for the price of one. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, know. you can't go past it. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, particularly when you go down to some of the... the, the um, Shops. I mean, it's two for the price of one, particularly when you're buying fruit and vegetables and stuff. People buy two for the price of one and they don't really need it. So we're over-purchasing. No, we're over-purchasing, yeah. yep. 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 Which is bad for the bank balance, but also I like, you know, for the environment, less is more. So I guess we're trying to be conscious of not buying as, as many things yep. that we don't need. Two for the price of one or three for the price of one. And the other the other thing is is sometimes that's, that's not bad because... Um, because if you really need the stuff and, and you know, they, they got, say, washing detergent and it's two for the price of one, you can put that in the cupboard and you'll actually save money. You know you're going to use it. That's right. So that's not so bad. Yeah. Or take a friend for the shoes. You know, then you're halving the cost and only getting one pair. That's all right. I don't think the impulse buying's got that in mind, but that's smart, yes. <laughs> all right, Stephen. Look, there's been some really um, good advice there. And obviously, as you mentioned before, uh, get a budget that's realistic and stick to it. So. And pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Very good. Well, that's Thursday Finance. Stephen Pritchard, thank you so much. Very enlightening. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.